Hey guys, you're listening to Terrifying Travels, the podcast where two friends discuss true crime and a paranormal story in a new city every week, except for we're not doing that right now. What are we doing, buddy? We are doing the 12 days of spookmas, as I'm calling it. Because I love Christmas, my mental health requires it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. By the way, I'm Sabrina. I'm not I'm doing well. Yes. <laughs> no, we're fine. We are I, all good. I, I didn't show you earlier, but I have my wine in a... Oh, fuck. I put on a beautiful Christmas background, and now I can't show Maddie anything. I have my plastic dollar store um, wine glass that says full of Christmas spirits. Yes, we love which it. Which is a double entendre, because we're a spooky podcast. I can't say that word. And I'm drinking wine. Yes. Woo! Yes. So, hello guys. We are doing the 12 Days of Spookmas. We are going to bring you a new case, and it could be either a Christmassy, true crimey case, or it will be something really fun. But we're just bringing you something every day leading up to Christmas as kind of a precursor to season two. Also, kind of an apology. This is my fault. Um, I asked for a break, and I was going to do a kind of a tour of Milan. I still have all the windows open. Mm-hmm. And when I posted that or uploaded that, I was going to explain why I was taking a break. But I have to do math and science, and I'm not a math and sciencey girl, and I'm not having fun. I literally lay on the floor and study until Morgan comes over and slaps me. <laughs> I could not do it, but I was still going to post that last one, and then I just never did. I'm really sorry about that. We just vanished. Our whole six followers are missing us so much. (laughs) Yes, yes. And it's it's not just you. I also moved back to the States full time. We're Um, on the same continent. We're on the same continent, finally. And um, I've been really focusing on getting a job, and I just started a new job right now, so I've been doing, like, training and everything. So... We had just personal reasons and, you know, yes. we're human, you know, we got to do the things we got to do. And if there's one thing to give up, it's the podcast for a little bit. Well, and I really enjoy to- I, whether nobody ever listens to this at all. I enjoy talking to you. Yeah. And I was getting to the point where I, it was becoming something that was inducing anxiety. Yep. And I didn't want that. I want to enjoy this and I want to love talking to you. So I thought, take a break. Absolutely demolish math, which I appear to be doing. Um, you know you're not a math person when you get a 75 and you're like, yeah, I'm a genius. <laughs> I would do the same thing. I'd be like, yes. Oh my gosh, no. I probably sent you screenshots. I was so <laughs> excited. Although it's becoming the norm, so it's no longer all that amazing. It's just normal now. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have two finals on the same day on the 19th. So we are gonna do this now because I need Christmas. Yes. Yes. And we have no snow in Canada. Which is really oh. weird. Yeah, oh. really, really weird. Oh. So today is my story, though. I actually learned of the story. My dad, I love my dad. We're driving. We're coming back from the gym. And my dad goes, oh, 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 are you guys still doing that radio show? Like, <laughs> yeah, yes, we are. Yes, there we are doing that old timey radio show. <laughs> yes, I put on my um little, little, oh, gosh, I was trying to make a joke about the A-line dresses, and it's not going. We put on our A-line dresses, and we do up our buns, which I'm actually wearing a bun right now. Yes. Um, 
fuck, my brain just went empty. Anyway, yeah, so he's like, okay, so here's here's one for you guys. Here's one for you guys. And I just hit record, which I sent Maddie that. And he goes, so he came up with the wrong pen as well. But he's like, yeah, there was a guy who broke into the Kingston Penitentiary. You should totally look into that. And so I did. He probably, I should just put up his recording. It was probably more entertaining than what I have. Um, however, like I said, I'm super busy. So I just asked ChatGPT to come up with uh, a script. And at first it made a script. I thought it was a great script. I was reading about it until I realized the, it was a script about two kids who broke into the penit- an abandoned penitentiary to get the best selfie they've ever taken, oh. which is not real. It made a completely fictional one, so I had to put a lot more detail into it, and now I have one. However, I asked for it to make a funny um, podcast, and it went for, like, quirky dads. Like, good golly is in there a lot and stuff. (laughs) Good golly, gosh, Sabrina, this guy is just freaking crazy. (laughs) Oh, but they would never use the word freaking Maddie, come on. No, no. no. It does require a co-host, so Maddie, you you do have some scripts in here. But first, I'm just going to start off by telling you seven things you probably didn't know about Kingston Penn. So Kingston Penn is in Ontario. I assume it's near Toronto um, because there is a Kingston nearish Toronto. It's part of Toronto, but not originally part of Toronto. And I think it's what's called the General Toronto Area or GTA, which if you're not Canadian means something very different. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I was once kicked in the face by boys because in the computer lab, they found out one of the computers in the lab had GTA on it, and they literally threw themselves over the desks to try to get to that computer first, and I just happened to be at one of those desks. Oh, no. Yeah, we were just complaining about how bad the kids I work with are, but none of them have done that yet, so I guess that's cool. Uh, yeah, I guess. In their defense, they needed to play GTA, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I had to kill prostitutes. So. <laughs> uh, actually, Jamie has GTA now, too. I didn't realize how graphic that was. It's very graphic. Yeah, I joked about him taking me to the strip club, and so he jokingly took me to the strip club, and we both learned in that moment. You can get a very um, detailed lap dance in a strip club. Yes. Yeah, we had titties in our face. That's not something I ever wanted to experience with my brother. And he was not prepared for that either. We were both very shocked. Well, he was just like, oh my God! Ah! Yep. Turn oh, it off! Turn it off! In the, TV, in the game with Keanu Reeves. Because I'll do anything for Keanu Reeves, but just not play video games. But there's that game that was released while we were in China where he's a futuristic character in it. Cyberpunk? Maybe. That sounds familiar, possibly. But Jamie has it. Oh. And I know, because I get to hear Keanu Reeves' voice in like a living room every once in a while. <laughs> uh, in that game, you can take your pants off, and they include everything. Oh. Yeah, Jamie likes to assert his dominance by having meetings on in um, dining in diners where he squats on the table in front of them, but <laughs> without <laughs> pants. <laughs> We're not okay. None of us are. You he gotta establish that dominance. Um, we just also were, I was not prepared. He figured that out and showed me I was not prepared for balls and everything, though. Oh, my God. Oh, there's no need for that in video games. Yeah. That's just too much. Uh, and if you have to hit up a virtual strip club, I'm sure there are better places you can go to than GTA. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so if you haven't, uh, I'm reading my seven facts straight from visitkingston.ca. Ooh. 
Um, so let's see. If you haven't had a chance to get inside of inside Kingston Penitentiary yet, you better get on it. Tours of Canada's oldest, most notorious maximum security prison are back, and tickets are on sale now. Just so you know. So the first fact is titled Women and Children First. I just realized I was dancing because you're copying me. <laughs> Thank you. While KP was known for its infamous male inmates, a.k.a. Paul Bernardo, Clifford Olson, and Russell Williams, two of which I know. I don't know who Russell Williams is, though. Do you know the other two? No. Okay, Paul Bernardo is the Ken and Barbie killers. Oh, I've heard yes. of that. Yeah. Well, you would have heard from me because she ended up in the Caribbean for a brief period, which was not. Yeah. Clifford Olson, I know him. I think he was killing little boys. Oh. Yeah. Russell Williams, I don't know. I'll look into that. It was also once home to women and children. In fact, women were incarcerated there from year one, 1835, until 1934. Although they were segregated from the male population. One female inmate, Grace Marks, was, in, was the inspiration for Margaret Atwood, Atwood's alias Grace. Children were also sent there in the early days. Eight-year-old Anton Biouch was the youngest of them, imprisoned for his role in a pickpocket operation aboard a steamboat on the St. Lawrence River. Um, I am not going to read you number two because that is ours. In 1971 riot, a writer's muse, watch them <laughs> the four-day riot in April 1971 the year my mother was born, to the month almost, was the worst in KP's history and resulted in two inmate deaths and six guards being held hostage. The inmates stated reasons for a dissent, okay, including a lack of recreational time, a lack of work, and concern about their future at Millhaven Prison. Okay, I hope we're still at the right prison, but okay. But according to former inmate Wayne Ford, there was another reason. This whole thing was started when Billy James Knight, a guy doing his third bit. William was writing a book, and the only experience he was missing from the book was a riot. So he got some of the other guys started and started what? Crazy, huh? I love it. <laughs> it's like it's like a, when method actors go and do their research and like do horrible things that's what this guy was doing <laughs> yep well it's like that pod that, that joke i'm gonna start a true crime podcast but about crimes that haven't haven't happened yet <laughs> well then i'm gonna start a true crime pod i'm gonna become a criminal and copy your your crimes yes yes kp's location was chosen after hugh thompson editor of the upper canada herald because this was made before canada actually existed so there's upper and lower canada i've taken my canadian history um, lessons wrote to the government in 1826 recommended that a penitentiary be built in his rapidly growing town of kingston they eventually listened buying a hundred acres two miles beyond the town's western border, which was considered far enough from the population but close enough to conduct business. They also chose the location because it, it combined the advantages of perfect celebrity, but not celebrity, celebrity. Well, those are probably words that were used in the 1800s. 
<laughs> okay. Ready access to water and abundant quantities of fine limestone. Which was very popular. God, all the buildings here were made of limestone. What the Dickens is the next caption. Charles Dickens visited Kingston and the penitentiary in 1842 and wrote in his American Notes for General Circulation, there is an admirable, admirable jail here, well and wisely governed and excellently regulated in every respect. He went on, here at Kingston Penitentiary is, sorry, here at Kingston is a penitentiary. <laughs> Intelligently and humanely run, I call bullshit. Apparently, sorry, that was me, not not Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens didn't call bullshit on shit. <laughs> Apparently, he, there we go. Apparently, he wasn't privy to the brutal conditioners conditions. There was no conditioners, sorry. Prisoners actually endured then. Eight-year-old Anne Tone, with the last name I couldn't pronounce, for instance, instance was lashed forty-seven times in nine months for breaking in. House rules that included staring, laughing, whistling, giggling, and idling. So basically being Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Anton, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think Charles Dickens is a good measure of if a prison is good or not. Were any of them? Yeah, didn't he? He's the one who wrote Oliver Twist, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lisa, may I have another? <laughs> Please, sir, please, for more. Please, never please, read the book, please, never no, seen no, any applications of it, but I know that part. Please, sir, please, for more. And I used to take, one of the boats I used to take to school was named Mark Twain. You know what? I hated that boat. Mm. It was slow. It was hot. And I could never be bothered to read the book now. <laughs> so the next caption is the silent treatment. Oh, no. This is going to be some weird type of, uh, what's it called? punishment or rehabilitation for the 1800s isn't it let's find out some of the those early brooder conditions were outlined in the rules and regulations of the institution published on october 22nd 1836 among them it was a stipulation for inmates to preserve unbroken silence meaning they must not exchange a word with one another under any pretense whatsoever we were just talking about how i want my students to be like that actually They also could not exchange looks, wink, laugh, nod, or gesticulate to each other. That's totally jack off him. (laughs) (laughs) And when the bell rang for them to go to the mess hall, they had to come out of their cells in regular order and march with their faces inclined in one direction. For For disobeying this final threat. Corporal punishment will be instantly inflicted. Yeah, but then everyone's going to start talking and screaming and shit, so. Yeah. And I also can never hear the word One Direction. I wasn't even a One Direction fan. Baby, you light up my world like nobody else. Okay. (laughs) We have another writer, Hemingway's first day. On September 11th, 1923, on his first day as a reporter with the Toronto Daily Star. That was the thing? I didn't know that. Okay, cool. 24-year-old Ernest Hemingway was sent to KP to to cover a dramatic jailbreak. That's away for your first day. That occurred the day before. His 2,600-word report detailed the daring escape of five inmates, including... Burglar Norman Red Ryan, who Hemingway described as a thick, 
freckle-faced man whose prison cap could not hide his flaming red hair. Ryan was caught almost a year later while picking up his mail in Minneapolis. He was sent back to Kingston Penn to, to face 30 lashes and life in prison. So I misheard you. I think you said freckle face. Yes. And I thought you said fuckle face. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, Hemingway went rolled up and be like, this fuck face, right? It's fucking bust out this prison like a bomb at all. But I also was like, is he saying he's like fuckable? <laughs> oh, it was the other way around. Like, damn, I fuck his face. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. I've got wine. <laughs> I was just like, wait, did I hear that? <laughs> that is the other upside to be in the same same time zone is I am no longer recording at 6 a.m. Yes. Because the one day I got, I drank at 6 a.m. That wasn't a good idea. <laughs> I slept well after, but it's a weird way to start your day. It's I, a very I, Johnny Cash way to start your day. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so would you like to hear the story that my dad thinks we should share on our radio show? <laughs> yes, I'd love to hear this Okay, story. so again, I just, I don't even remember what the prompt was, but I asked ChatGPT to do this. So, we also have a new name, by the way. We do. We do. Welcome, lovely listeners, to another thrilling episode of History's Hilarious Hijinks. Today, we're delving into the curious case of Henry Smith and his comically doomed attempt to rob the Kingston Penitentiary. Grab your popcorn, because this story's a real hoot. That's right. We're diving deep into a caper that was more slapstick than suave. Picture this. 1947. A time of corsets, top hats, and a guy named Henry Smith who thought he was the Napoleon of thieves. Oh, yes. Henry had big dreams. Colossal ones. None bigger than breaking into the grand old Kingston Penitentiary. Not for fame or glory, but for some good old-fashioned loot. <laughs> but hold your her- horses. Hold them. <laughs> but hold your ho- horses, listeners. This wasn't some Ocean's Eleven affair. Henry was more like a one-man band with a kazoo and a trombone trying to sneak into a library. Absolutely. Henry's plan was about as foolproof as using a sieve to carry water. I don't know if I said that word right. Sieve? Sieve? Yeah, Yeah, okay. We are starting to sound like we're hosting a radio show. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Legend has it he schemed with inmates, probably over the world's worst cup of prison tea, to pull off his heist. I hope it's some of that toilet toilet alcohol. (laughs) So I went to, like, tea, like, spill the tea, and I was like, oh... (laughs) Now they've been brewing that in the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the stuff of criminal genius, I tell you. Picture them huddled in a cell, around the prison toilet, around the prison toilet, (laughs) sketching out their big escape on the back of a napkin, probably with crayons. You can almost see it now, but here's where things went haywire. Henry and his pals made a break for it, trying to sneak in like they own the joint. But surprise, surprise, they were about as inconspicuous as a, as a flamingo at a penguin parade. And let's not forget their getaway vehicle. Ambition outrun reality, folks. Instead of a sleek sports car or a stealthy helicopter, they probably conjured up a hay wagon with a horse that had seen better days. Oh, the glamour. Needless to say, their grand escape didn't quite pan out. They were caught faster than you could say, stop, thief. 
And that, dear listeners, is the tale of Henry Smith's infamous attempt at the Kingston Penitentiary Heist, a hilarious blend of ambition and misfortune. Tune in next time, folks. Remember, history isn't just about battles and treaties. It's also about bungled burglaries and laughter-inducing escapades. Until next time, stay terrified. Hey! I added that. I added that. <laughs> I didn't change anything else, but I remember that. <laughs> nice. That's not the way my dad said it, though. My dad said he went in, but for some reason couldn't get back out. And he oh. was caught the next morning when they did the head count and realized there was one extra dude in there. <laughs> So he was breaking into the prison to yes. get loot, but like, yes. so, what he was going for? Yes, I actually, I, well, from according to my dad, I do actually know that. Um, apparently, he had enough privileges while he was in. He knew where the vault was, oh. so they knew where he he knew where they kept the money. If you do, like laundry services and stuff like that, I could understand seeing things, especially at that time. So he was short on cash for Christmas, which is why we're doing this now. He gotcha. Christmas. <laughs> I really buried the lead there. So he <laughs> broke in to try to get try to get the money, and then I can't recall why Dad said he couldn't get back out, but he just fine. I guess I'm going back to my old bed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that is that. Don't break in, guys. So Maddie covered a case about a guy who's rope was not long enough and <laughs> leg on his way out but at least he got out right yeah at least he yeah. got out somehow um, last christmas or the year before uh jesus escaped from my prison at home <laughs> uh, it's jesus but yeah it might have been actually but might have been easter because i think they caught him three days later and that was the thing <laughs> yeah oh goodness Oh, that's that. That's that. Um, All right. Sure. Will you be covering the next one? What will you be covering next week? I or will tomorrow? be. Not next week. Yeah. I tomorrow. Guess yeah. In 12 days of Christmas time. Right now, I've given you one shitty prison break. Hey! <laughs> we're going to put these all together in a song. <laughs> yes, but we're, I don't want to make a song about yours right now. I thought we'd start with something funny. Yeah, uh, and lighthearted because Maddie's not giving us light and lighthearted tomorrow. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna, yeah. Mine is dark and mine is long. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna be covering the case of Joan Benet Ramsey. One child beauty queen. <laughs> Literally, yeah. So yeah, I'm uh, actually really interested to hear your take on that. Ooh, okay. Okay, okay. I've watched so many documentaries. Oh my god, I have so much. Okay, anyway. All right, guys, thank you for flying with us today. Join us next time, aka tomorrow, as we take you on another spooky adventure. Be sure to comment and share wherever you find your podcast. It's a great way to help us out. Thanks for listening and stay terrified. Bye. Merry Christmas. We never said that. Merry Christmas <laughs> as well. Merry Spooky Holidays. Happy, Happy holidays. everything else. Yes. All right. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>